so you know, we're known we're known to enjoy uh, adult beverages from time to time. Mm-hmm. Have you guys ever had a Gibson? No. Had you I've, heard of a Gibson? I yes. I don't know what that is. I I think I had, but that you know sometimes your brain tricks you into like thinking that you were aware of something when you really weren't. Yeah. The uh, only brand I know of that's a Gibson is Gibson guitars. <laughs> yeah, that's <laughs> right. So it's it's it seems it sounds essentially it's a gin martini, right? It's, it's gin and vermouth. Yeah. But mm-hmm. instead of an olive, it's a pearl onion that you garnish it with. That's the only difference. Yeah. That sounds weird. Yeah, it does. Um well, so, I mean, given the guy who drinks it in this movie, it's probably sucks. And Sandra Bullock's character is also her drink too. Yeah, she sucks too. Shh. Listeners, welcome to another episode of the Midnight Boys present a free podcast. I'm your co-host, Rob, and joined, as always, by my pizza-ordering friends, Joe and Duff. Fellas? How excited were you, Rob, for the pizza content in this movie? Is it like pizza.net or something? Pizza.net, which is amazingly not an actual site. Mm, We can't have a network of pizza, that's why. You know, we're going online, guys. We're continuing our online, episode two. Um, we are talking about, I mean, I, for a movie that's not necessarily a big hit, you can't go online more than, uh, talking about the net, right? From 1995. I mean, this was a, a modest hit. It's interesting. Cause I was looking at, uh, the 1995 box office and the net made 49 and a half million, which is like, a, you're right. It was a, a minor hit to give you like an example of like other movies around 95 and comparatively, this one kind of shocked me. Braveheart made sixty-seven million. Bad Boys made sixty-five million. Clueless made fifty-six. Babe, fifty million. The Net was at forty-nine point five million. Right below that, you have Jumanji at forty-eight. A little bit below that, you have Pulp Fiction at forty-five. So like these are all like you know between like twentieth and like you know thirty-fifth for the year. So like yeah, it was it was a hit, and it, it's a movie that like I feel like even if you haven't seen it, everyone knows the net with Sandra Bullock. It's a movie I thought I had seen. Like when I was logging this in my letterbox, I had marked it as seen, <laughs> like watched, and then I, and then after I watched, I was like, no, I absolutely have not seen the net before. This is uh, my brain just thought I had. There's a lot of movies that were kind of like it around that time period. Yeah, so this movie, uh, it feels very familiar probably because it's just kind of a hodgepodge of conspiracy thrillers and other 90s movies so it does feel very it's very very lived in it's the fugitive right i mean it's it's kind of the fugitive light it like it feels <laughs> very i i'm i feel uncomfortable and vaguely offended yeah that's like <laughs> it's like getting a bottle of fleischmann's and being like yeah it's, it's kind of like um stoli but yeah. i mean, clearly the studio was like hey uh, let's do the fugitive with Sandra Bullock on the internet. Yeah, it's. I mean, okay. If you phrase it in the way of like that's what they were trying to do, then I yes, I accept it's, it. It's a wrong man, or in this case, wrong woman picture. Yes, being, there's being, a lot of Hitchcock stuff too with that related. Like, there's a lot of uh, uh, like definitely um, 
you know, the whole Cancun, Mexico sequence is very, like, you're right, wrong woman, Hitchcock type stuff. I mean, obviously, it's not a Hitchcock film. This is not as good as a fugitive. I'm not saying that. That it's, said, it's, it's just not good. I, I, okay, so I like this movie. What? I like this movie more than I thought I would. Wow. I, I went into it uh, open minded, but yeah, I was not a fan just because uh, I think there is. Somewhere in here, there is possibly a great movie, um, but uh, Erwin Winkler, better producer than director, I think is the big problem. You aren't I, wrong. I would say on this that. is one of those movies where literally every choice is wrong. Like, it's the casting is terrible, the acting is, I mean, everything about it sucks. Also, I really, really, it's really, really like it. pretty good in it. I, um, I do not. I enjoy Sandra Bullock in this. I don't enjoy anyone else in this. Dennis Miller. Dennis <laughs> Miller's. Uh, that, I don't know, you know. What um, a decision. Like, our, <laughs> what happened? Right? This is. <laughs> we talk a lot about, like, the cursed timeline we're in right now um, with, like, just, you know, Joe Rogan has the most popular podcast. I mean, that's insane. On the other hand, these cursed timelines we've existed in before, and there was a while where Hollywood was like, "Hey guys, think we can get Dennis, Dennis Miller, Miller for this?" It was, in fairness, it was before nine eleven totally broke his brain. True, but even outside of that, like, I, yeah, Dennis Miller as as like a character actor there, is terrible. Yeah, it, yeah as the lo- like sort of a love interest and therapist like come as, on as a wildly unethical therapist all right so let's, <laughs> let's let's jump into let me quickly try to like let people know what happens in that i feel like uh that's important okay here's what happens we have angela bennett she is played by um sandra bullock she is a computer nerd uh a systems She's a debugger or something right. or other. Yeah, so like we kind of see early on she does this stuff, which to be fair, 1995 is pretty insane, which is for like buying plane tickets online and uh, and using chat rooms. They did and... that in war games. Yeah, but I mean like <laughs> buying pizza online. Like these things people weren't doing. That was not a thing. I don't even think you could buy pizza online in No, I'm pretty sure you couldn't. Um, um so she does this. She does this. She has like a this rela- she's this relationship where like people will like send her software and then she will like debug it and fi- fix the virus that's causing harm and then like isolate the virus and send it off to another coworker or friend of hers who like keeps all these little viruses on these little these little um uh trophies. It's like he just wants to have them. Yeah, achievement unlocked. Um <laughs> so Essentially, what happens is um, she goes on her first vacation, and she goes to um, Mexico or Cancun or Cozumel or somewhere, and uh, she meets a suave man named Jack, played by Jeremy Northam, and uh, you know he uh, he that she wines and dines her, and he seduces her on the boat, but uh, we learn that he's actually trying to find one of the discs. Now the disc. <laughs> We got to give the disc credit, guys. The disc you put in, and uh, Mozart's Ghost. (laughs) (laughs) The hottest online band of 1995. Yep, which is like almost like a Bill and Ted type thing that he puts Okay, so I said every decision was wrong. Mozart's Ghost owns. Okay, like that's a good band name. So that's the one redeeming quality of this movie is that's kind of funny. And, And. 
she learns on this disc that if you could, if you click a little pie symbol on the bottom right, it will give you like a back door into uh, anything really, like, like it, it, any national security organization or any uh, like corporations, like just anything. Right, and uh, so he wants to get this disc back. So he like uh, seduces her and then is going to kill her, but she gets away and knocks him out and and disappears. And she wakes up inside of a, a hospital in Mexico, and everything about her has been changed. Her her name is changed. Her uh, her whole past has just been deleted and removed. So she finally gets back home. Her her uh, her house is being sold. She doesn't have her job anymore. All this is like happening because everything got wiped out off the net. And uh, Jack Devlin, this 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 the bad guy is behind it all. There's a lot of now we get into the fugitive. A lot of her getting away. Him, uh, you know, chasing her down till eventually it ends at a computer <laughs> at a computer convention <laughs> where uh, she's able to send this information off to someone. The Department of Justice, I guess, and then she pushes him off a catwalk and kills him, and uh, she regains everything by the end and reunites with her dementia-ridden mother. <laughs> That's right. Um, yeah, it was, yeah, just kind of shoehorned in this movie uh, for weird reasons. Uh, but yeah, so the Dennis Miller character is. Oh appar- yeah, I'm sorry, appar- I didn't mention the Dennis Miller character. <laughs> apparently, Angela only knows two people in the world. Uh, <laughs> one of whom is her. Uh, mother in the funny farm. Yep. And <laughs> the others are killed. Uh, the others are killed, and then yep. the and then the last one is her former therapist that she had an affair with. Yes. Uh, played by Dennis Miller. <laughs> the one person she can trust. You know that therapist he had an affair the, with. The uh, what? In, in the first five minutes of re and uh, re um. What's the word I'm thinking of? Reuniting. Reuniting. Or... Thank you. Wow. Reuniting with her therapist. <laughs> Dennis uh, Miller he'll... has your brain broken. <laughs> Dude. And he uh, he offers her booze also. Yeah. If I remember correctly. Let's talk about Cyber Bob. Cyber Bob. Uh, by the way, Dennis Miller does not make it. He gets uh, he gets murder balled. It's actually in. It's actually a really small cast of a movie, right? Like essentially, yeah. it's yeah. it's Sandra Bullock and uh, this Jack Devlin guy trying to get her. And then Dennis Miller for a little bit, and another like software guy for a little bit, and then his his very non intimidating partner who looks like like a lady from accounting you work with, just yeah, like if, these if, these are the least intimidating criminals. If you want, if you're listening at home here and you want to picture what Jack Devlin looks like, the uh, villain, uh, combine Hugh Grant and Gavin Rossdale. Oh say. my god. god! Oh my uh, god! That's perfect. Yeah, maybe that's why I liked them. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. It, it's it's um. So okay. So what this movie is exploring, at least, what the, what the scare it's putting in everyone, which is like not an unfair scare, and especially for like 1995, is like, hey, if all your information is on the computer, is on the net, then it is probable that someone could go in and make changes to all your information without you having a way to like prove otherwise. Yeah. And this is where it gets into, like I said, I think that there is a potentially great movie here. It's just so often ham handed. And this movie also like 
telegraphs every decision it's going to make ahead of time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and yeah. there's like for a thriller, there's very little suspense. It, I think it, th- this movie was a cautionary tale for celebs and their Twitter accounts. Like they, yeah. they should have seen it coming. And, and I think part of the reason I like it is like I feel like I probably just enjoy these this '90s thriller subgenre. Uh, we all know I enjoy erotic thrillers, but it doesn't have to be erotic. You, you just, just like of, to be titillated, however however it is. Just yeah, like, it's give me give me you know a sub two hour long movie of just you know uh, people running from someone. Uh, also, I will say, <laughs> beautifully <laughs> phrased, Rob. Thank you. To that's be fair, I, 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 normally that's good enough for me too. But and I understand I'm, you know, very loosely saying there's like Hitchcockian things in here. One of them is the entire thing that is like driving the plot is that Jack wants that disc from Angela, but it doesn't make any sense, right? Because the disc gets destroyed. It is the world's early. most indestructible floppy disc. Well, it gets destroyed early on. Right? Yeah. Isn't it like it, it's like soaked in water and no good? Like right yeah, away when she gets. It, so I don't even know why he needs the disc. Like, I don't understand. Yeah, I don't know it, what the disc has to do with anything. Yeah, it is because apparently, like, it's obvious at the end they didn't need the disc. <laughs> no, and even like there's yeah. parts where she's like, "What do you want from me?" And he never really answers. He's like, "Just give us a disc," and I'm like, "I don't." There's, there's yeah. no reason they need the disc. I don't understand. I think it's just his excuse to talk to her. Yeah. I, maybe I think he that's just it. wants to date her. I mean, he does, you know, kind of. I, 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 what I think I liked about this movie that I, th- I thought was funny is she's basically portrayed as a shut-in. She obviously has some, some hang-ups with, you know, social anxiety and things of that nature. I, they never say explicitly why. but. Mm-hmm. And then over the course of this film, she kills... At least two people. She kills two people. No, only she, one, right? She she kills the guy, the the, yep. the FBI fake FBI guy, and she knocks um, Gavin Rossdale over the railing, and he yeah. plunges. She does to his kill death. the fake FBI guy. Well, she just like makes him drive the car off the niche. You know, that's well, a manslaughter at worst. Okay, but I'm not saying she like mur- murdered them, but you know, it's all both are in self defense. But yeah, so, two manslaughters. That's one murder. This is a really common thing, I think, especially in 90s movies. This is a sort of idea that this average Joe could go out and kill people, even if it's justified, and it has no effect on them whatsoever. Yeah. Like yeah. She, she's not, she hits a guy with a well, fire extinguisher and knocks him, like, 40 feet down to his death. Doesn't even bat an eyelash. To no be fair, deal. Joe. To be yeah. fair. That's explained away in this movie because early on she's playing Wolfenstein 3D. Oh, so, yep. yes. Yeah, she got the, the bloodlust. This was also, yeah. also a cautionary tale about how violent video games turn us into dead-eyed sociopaths. Yep. <laughs> if more people had seen uh, the net, Columbine wouldn't have happened. So Angela has, like, three people online that she chats to. Yes. One of whom is Like Cyber the Woodyard. Bob. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, actually, you know the disc thing? Is it explained away by the fact that they don't know if she made a copy of it or not? And it turns out she had, right? Uh, I don't really know if she had or hadn't, to be honest. That was unclear. But, I mean, just know this movie ends in in a Macworld convention. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, So, like, that is one thing I, I guess I appreciate about this movie is that convention looked so unbelievably boring. Yeah, it's because real. Like, true I'm to like, life. Well, true yeah, to life. I was like, well, at least at least the last few years gave us a a, a brief respite. 
and, and so that's like what that. I mean, right? For for it to be on the net, like we, we you know, she goes to Mexico, she runs around. There's like a hospital <laughs> thing. She she's in a car driving around. There's all. Uh, uh, you're you're saying the bar's so low. Okay, can I also ask another question that's related to this? This is uh -huh. important. If you live in Venice, California, right? Yeah. Why would you go to Mexico for vacation? Like, why are you like, oh my god, finally sun and beach? Yeah, it's not quite the well, exotic escape when you're already in like Venice. Beach. Like, it's like if <laughs> if all of us got together, like guys, I think we need a little break. Why don't we head to Cleveland for a few days and enjoy <laughs> and enjoy that Midwestern? I mean, just because it has a similar climate doesn't mean it doesn't have I, other different I, things to offer. I think I get the notion, you know, I get the idea. Like, she just wanted to go, you know sit on the beach and drink although she did take her big clunky laptop <laughs> yeah yeah i i just you know i never thought about like how do, how do people you know who live in beautiful climates like where do they go they go to they just go to another beautiful climate yes. well, what do you, yeah huh i mean th there there are other things that mexico has to offer yeah, other than the that. beach and see her on a beach wandering around we don't <laughs> she's not doing anything else except doing living that beach she life. went on a she uh, she met a she met a dark handsome stranger. That's she the met Kevin Rosdale on vacation. Yeah, she <laughs> and she did see his bush. Oh. <laughs> he, gave, <laughs> he gave her some of that glycerine. So the other thing, the other thing this movie does that doesn't ever go anywhere is. We have Cyber Bob. For a brief moment, it seems like Cyber Bob is the answer. Like, it, it's, yeah, like Donald Sutherland and JFK. Like, he's going to show up. And so for a little bit, like, I'm like, oh, okay. And I'm like, is Cyber Bob going to turn out to be a bad guy? Like, what's, is he going to be an ally? And then it's just, oh, nope, Cyber Bob's dead. Yeah, I thought Cyber Bob was the Jack Devlin character for the first could, half it, of the movie. I would, I, it could have been. Like, I'm yeah. like, oh, is Cyber Bob a, a, a ruse or. Or like Joe said, is Cyber Bob gonna be like the Donald Sutherland character? And then Cyber Bob just meets his demise. We never even see him. Just nope. Gavin Gavin Rosdale goes to the apartment, and yeah. just we see him. He finds the name Bob on the contact list. Now we're just left to assume that Cyber Bob's murdered, and that's that. Nothing more about Cyber Bob. Yeah, Cyber Bob got swallowed. <laughs> 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 I'm sorry. Uh, we should do a whole podcast just about Bush. We really should. Like, really like, should. <laughs> just you defending them. Just I will defend sixteen. I will, I will. I will track by track defend sixteen stone. <laughs> uh, even the lyrics. Yep, I will try. All right. Well, enough of Gavin Rosdale. So uh, back to Cyber Bob Duff. What do you think? Like, so is this a real, like, who is Cyber Bob? Is that a real question? Like, are you, at, like, uh, should we guess who he is? I feel like there's some cut scenes. <laughs> like, Do you think Cyber like, Bob got cut out? It was like. Uh, you, you, I actually know. I know the answer to this. You do? Yeah. Uh, Cyber Bob, uh, they did film the scenes where she meets Cyber Bob, but he was played by O.J. Simpson. And they had to cut it out. <laughs> After that terrible tragedy. Yeah, probably, no, I think you're smart. right. Yeah, it was O.J. Simpson, and they're like, we got to get rid of Cyber Bob. Can you imagine <laughs> O.J. Simpson in a movie, like, talking about hacking with Sandra Bullock? Especially when he had his typing gloves on during the scene. <laughs> <laughs> Here we 
are, guys. It's 2022, and we're still making OJ. Jokes. We're still making OJ jokes. I'm sure are only making us laugh. <laughs> that was for you, Norm. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, all right, so so I'm not think there's anything else I want to talk about. Okay, I will say this also, and I know I defended this movie for a while, but there are there are there are some things, there are some issues. Uh, issue number one, uh, Joe, you mentioned, uh, and Duff, you also mentioned the director, uh, not a great job. The the big scene where um, where Sandra Bullock finds out, you know that 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 this guy she's with is a villain is what was going on there <laughs> close-ups gone wild like it i felt like like i was like what is happening did no one say this doesn't work buddy what are you doing here uh the other notes i have from the movie i want to talk about is uh there is a carnival sequence which i actually think the the part in the uh the carousel is pretty good but there is a creepy carnival bunny who i believe is probably cyber bob is it the Donnie Darko bunny? Yeah, the, the terrifying bunny. I also want to say, anytime you talk about a 1995 era movie, this is peak midriff era. Oh yeah, we are we are going wild on midriffs. Yep. Uh, I also want to say that anytime villains fall to their deaths, I'm a fan. In movies. Yeah, I, I like that. Um, yeah. Um, Big obviously, that. probably Die Hard is the best. At yeah, that. Die Hard is clearly the best. Yeah. Just any time a villain just falls, and you know, doesn't uh, it? Is doesn't the, one of the villains? I don't. Th- maybe they don't think it's the main villain, but in Cliffhanger, doesn't someone fall and like get stabbed by? A, I I apologize to the uh, geology people. It's either a, I don't know if it's a stalagmite or tight. I can't remember which one comes from the I ground. I mean, I think a lot of people fall and die in Cliffhanger, but I yeah. I think you're right. Also, McGruber. <laughs> uh, uh, there's a part in this movie where Sandra Bullock puts on a fireman's outfit, a fire person's outfit, to uh, to escape. Uh, uh, that was another big thing for about what 10, 15 years there. Like r- right before she does that, uh, she's there to get information to prove her case, uh, yep. and she has to save it to a floppy disk. And that was another thing they used to be in movies all the time, where they're like frantically sitting by the computer hoping something saves in time. Yeah. Yep. Yep. And you watch the little meter filling up and stuff. Yeah. And her Maybe. escaping as a fireman is like once again another fugitive thing. Doesn't he like dress up like a doctor to get out? Uh, I'm I'm starting to get uncomfortable. I mean, he does. With I computers. mean, at one point he does. Yeah, he makes himself look like mm-hmm. a doctor. I'm telling you, they were just like, let's look no, at the fugitive. No, stop. No. <laughs> I'm getting upset. I'm gonna, <laughs> by the end of this, I'm going to say the net is better than the fugitive. <laughs> I, 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 I know that. that's the I logical mean, I, that's, end point to this, yeah, and I don't like I, it. I'm, I'm, well I'm not doing that's that. That's where this is going. I'm not doing that. Um, all right. So, Duff, I know you're excited that uh, I did not remember this at all, but there's more than just the net movie. Yeah. And uh, I, to didn't be fair, I didn't remember this or know about it either, but there, the net was, as we said, a modest hit. Uh, so much so that I believe in 1998, it was, uh, they greenlit a full season of, it was a, uh, the continuing adventures of Angela. Come on. Uh, there were like 20 some episodes. I think it was on USA. Um, and I didn't go too far down this road, but, uh, you know, friend of the show. Uh, <laughs> makes, friend of the show. Uh, someone we just talked about, uh, Mr. Dwayne Johnson, uh, <laughs> shows up in uh one of the episodes is like a quantico instructor and boy it's it's really before the rock kind of 
got his acting chops. Like he's he's, he's playing the rock. He's yeah, he's very yeah, you can tell he's kind of nervous where it's like, "Oh, it's the first thing where, you know, I'm not yelling." <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's uh you showed us the clip of it. It's it's pretty wild. Um, um I watched maybe like 5-10 minutes of that show. It does not look very good. <laughs> uh USA. But it's but it's wild because it's from the era when even if a show wasn't very good, it's like if you get a full season, there's twenty some episodes. Yes, yeah, yeah. The last episode, the finale. I hope it ends in a way that makes the viewers happy. Is uh, is icu.com. So yeah. So if anyone um, watched this back in the day, or I'm pretty sure they're all on YouTube. When I was looking through. If anyone wants to give us a uh, a rundown, another rock reference there mm-hmm. of. Uh, what what went down on the net TV show? Uh, you know, hit us up. Uh, and we've sort of talked about some of the tech that we see in here, right? We talked about the chat rooms of Cyber Bob uh, or OJ Simpson before he was cut out of the movie. <laughs> uh, <laughs> online ordering, Wolfenstein 3D. Um, what else do we have? We have we have um, we got mainframes. <laughs> God, I hate it when people access the mainframe. In this movie, the reason that this we don't know why the disc exists, but essentially the idea is if like a large um, antivirus security company was like sold themselves out to like be used by all these large corporations and police stations and hospitals and government agencies, you know, imagine if like Norton antivirus ended up being like a thing where like, oh, the guys who run Norton are actually really evil. And they're gonna like now use to all be the fair. Systems. Look at John McAfee. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That, that, yeah. So, so I mean, like, there's some silliness this movie, obviously, but like the general idea isn't like incorrect. Like, and especially in 1995, like that's a terrifying idea. The yeah. idea that that like that could happen. Now we all opt into it. We're all like, that's fine. Oh, <laughs> uh, here's my credit card. I'd like that pizza delivered without talking to a person. Yeah. It's like, oh, here's here's fifty pages of things you're agreeing to just to get a, a coupon. Yeah, gimme. Yeah, give, fine. Give me that free pizza. Yes, I just signed away my firstborn. Whatever. Yeah, yeah. Um, Man, what if what if they had let Oliver Stone get his hooks on this? Oh, I was been Oliver Stone when he was like still making good movies too. Yeah, yeah. Before before his brain totally broke. Um, or it, like yeah. it either needed to be smarter, which. Um, Oliver Stone would do well. Certainly more paranoid. Yeah. Um, yeah. It either needed to be way more paranoid and probably darker and smarter, or it needed to be way si- uh, sexier. And that's where yeah. Brian De Palma could have stepped in here. Oh, yeah. now now you're talking my yeah. now Brian De now you're in Rob's wheelhouse. <laughs> I'm interested. Yeah. I'm interested. Yeah, I felt it's... like some of it was like the the <laughs> that's it's uh, funny that you guys were saying it was ripping off Hitchcock because I was thinking it was like ripping like a really dumb worse De Palma but I guess De Palma is already like you know I mean this movie rips off everything this and again like uh Erwin Winkler is powerhouse producer um I mean he was a producer on a lot of Scorsese stuff um produced like Raging Bull and Goodfellas and uh yeah better better you know better money guy better power player than director yeah like yeah, sure. like you look through the movies he produced and it is genuinely like stunning. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. And he, I hope he keeps finding a way to get uh Martin Scorsese to be able to make movies uh 
Like especially yeah, especially the the ones that don't make any money, like Silence. And didn't, I, he, didn't he produce the Irishman? Too? He yeah. did. Like so like that. Listen, I don't want to like uh, you know. I hope Erwin Winkler is doing great. But like, what is an eighty-eight-year-old or ninety-year-old really doing as a producer for you? Like what? <laughs> Age Wow, canceled. Ageism. <laughs> like I, I, I'm sorry, I just can't imagine a nine-year-old being like, "Could you watch this four and a half hour long rough cut?" Yeah. <laughs> or just like you know, like a lot of times, like producers are the ones who have to like finagle with the insurance companies and the banks and whatnot. And I'm like. It's a hard job really, being a producer. Like, is he really is he really hustling anymore? <laughs> yeah, but obviously, like that guy's career is. I mean, we've talked about. Uh, I think he did. Uh, he did do the right stuff, which we talked about on here, um, among a lot of other things, like um, the Rocky movies and Goodfellas and a lot of Scorsese movies. Can I? I, I? I know we talked about a Sandra Bullock movie before. We talked about Bird Box, and we've done Perfect. so many episodes. This is our. 74th episode we've done not including all the stuff we've done on titanic minute or force gump or even um the patreon stuff that we do so i we may have talked about this but um and i did not i, I didn't dive. know what this was okay when you put so, this on here, so i think this is news to me so sandra bullock obviously a star in this um has had a incredibly successful career um and 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 uh obviously you know this is a Everyone here loves Speed, the movie. (laughs) Um, And Sandra Bullock has had multiple instances of stalkers to pretty serious degrees, okay? This is is vaguely ringing a bell. So in, in 2002, a guy named Thomas James Weldon stalked her across several states. She she obtained a restraining order and then renewed it again a few years later. Uh, after it expired, this guy was released from a mental institute, and then he again traveled across several states to find her, and then she had to once again get another restraining order. Okay? Stalker number one. That's not even the most serious stalker, guys. Man, and we're already having a dude cross multiple states. And multiple restraining orders. Um 2007, this woman named Marsha Diana Valentine was found lying Uh-oh, outside. Three, three, three names always trouble. Yeah, that's was, not good. It was found lying outside Sandra Bullock's home. This is when she was married to Jesse James, the tattoo dude. Yeah, the tattoo artist guy. Um, Jesse James confronted her. She ran. Uh, confronted the stalker. The stalker ran to the car, got behind the wheel, and tried to run him over. Um, she was a huge fan of Sandra Bullock. Uh, Sandra Bullock once again had to get another restraining order, uh, and uh, I think that that one's behind. They've all moved on. Stalkers moved on. All right, it gets worse, guys. In 2014, another three name guy, Joshua James Corbett, Corbett, Corbet. I don't know. Like Sorbet? Yeah, kind of. Uh, broke into Sandra Bullock's home. In 2014, broke into her home. She locks herself in a room and dials 911. Uh, recently, she's talked about how this is like she had to go th- like this is a scary and I, and listen, it seems scary. Like I'm, you know, she had to like go through. A lot I mean, of people therapy. are invading her home. Yeah, that sounds terrifying. So he was he pleaded no contest. He was sentenced to five years probation, uh, and then uh, the, you know, uh, going to the restraining order. He can't be near her. Then he missed a court date, and then they went to his parents' residence in May of 2018 to arrest him. 
He refused to leave. He threatened to shoot the officers. SWAT team came in. There was a standoff for multiple hours. They deployed. And this is in her house? No, 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 no. This is, no, no, no. This is not in her house. So this is, he had gone to her house. She called 911. Ends Uh. up being like, I don't, I think he leaves and doesn't know she's there or the police come, whatever. There's no confrontation between her and him. Um, But then obviously he's, he's still a concern. And then uh, a SWAT team comes in. There's a five-hour standoff, and uh, they throw in, like, gas canners, and they come in there, and he had just, like, stabbed himself multiple times, and he's now Jesus. he's now dead. Um, and they found in possession multiple photos of Sandra Bullock and a letter he wrote portraying himself as her husband. Oof. So uh, – it's just pretty well, wild, right? Like that's three major stalking incidents. Yeah, that's. I mean, you know, you always hear about like people will be milling around outside residences for celebrities, but that's that's hardcore. Yeah, so that made me wonder, what is it about Sandra Bullock? Do you think? Well, and I thought of this question: um, Has she displaced Julia Roberts as America's sweetheart? I, she just seems like she's the, you know, the kind of like, she's the girl next door, but she's, you know, obviously attractive. And I feel like that's maybe why, like, she's, I don't know, like, we're getting to like incel brain territory and I don't <laughs> like it, but. <laughs> yeah, I mean, she might be, I mean, she's had like, I mean. I mean, she's been famous for like 25 years. She's never had any major scandals except she had a divorce i mean almost was... 30 years now right i mean uh demolition yeah. man's 93 yeah. speed is 94 we're approaching yeah. 30 i mean 30 years for a woman to be a commanding a-lister in hollywood is is real rare and yeah honestly there's not many movie stars left and i feel like she's on that short list like she can still you know she can still get a reasonable amount of attention to a movie yeah, I mean, think think about that dumb Bird Box movie. If that had, I'm trying to think. You know, obviously there's other A-listers, but I mean that was kind of the big appeal. Was it was like, oh, it's a Sandra Bullock movie. Yeah, and like there's not many people who can do that. Where you know, like 70 years ago, it was like, oh, there's a new John Wayne movie or there's a new uh, Cary Grant movie or something. Yeah, it's a good point. And I think I think maybe that's part of the stalker thing too. Like you said, the incel brain thing, where it's like, oh, she seems she's you know she's so next girl next doorish that she's she's attainable for my yeah for, you know. And almost all of her movies, she plays people who are approachable, like in mm-hmm. you know kind of an average every woman, like in this and Speed and as we go along, like I'm trying to think the other big Gravity. <laughs> yes, gravity. Everyone's like, oh, Just the lady in space. The the astronaut next door. Yeah. <laughs> um, and I mean, uh, what's that dumb movie where she like helps the Blind Side? The, the yes. Yeah, I've like, not seen that, but it seems it's, insulting. It's very bad. But I mean she's literally like just, you know, average mom next door who adopts this like I forget what it is. It's very stupid and paternalistic. But. Yeah, yeah. Uh I don't know. I just find that fascinating that she's had so many, uh, so many stalkers. And uh, I feel like that was a thing in the '90s. Stalking celebrities. Remember, like Letterman had a big time stalker, and there. Were, That's like true. There but all these others. happen. Like the thing is, that said, all these happen. You know, in the 
you know, not like recently, right? I mean, this is 2002, 2007. Yeah, she, I mean, obviously she had some, some, yeah. Lo- local uh, hero Bob Euchre had a stalker, actually. Oh, I think about really? 20 years ago. Yeah. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, that's a good point. It almost would seem like stalking would be more popular now because it's so much easier to know and track well, stuff. Well, all, all the celebrity blogs and all the... Yeah, you know, but maybe it's harder, too, because... It's, I don't know. I don't know. Stalkers, find a different hobby. Christ, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, tell them, Rob. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Go do something. Uh, just don't, don't be following people. Maybe... I, even though it makes a great thriller when someone is being chased. <laughs> maybe they're just... You know, they're all online now. Just, you know... Maybe. Playing games, looking at porn. Um, uh, I promised. I promised more tales of the early web from oh, you guys. Yeah. Oh, I. I was gonna make one quick last oh. comment about the movie. Yeah. You guys. Yeah. Uh, apologies if we mentioned it briefly earlier, but we talked about the TV show. Mm-hmm. Um. The the sequel. The net has a oh, sequel. Oh, I I did. It was a direct to video sequel, wasn't yes, it? Yes. Uh, the net 2.0. Oh, that's w- a great title. Was released in 2006. Oh no! Um, it was not directed by Urban Winkler. You'll never guess who he hired to direct it. Is he still the producer? Another of Winkler. It? Uh, he is. He is still the producer of it, and he hires his son oh, to no. direct yeah. it, Charles Winkler. So is this? Is this? It's is two thousand. You said two thousand six. So is this? Uh, two thousand. Yeah. Six. Is this Redbox era? Is this like aiming no. at like we'll trick some people? Um, Th- this is like the tail end of Blockbuster, where like okay. you're going down yeah. the shelf. Yeah. And it's like, oh, the net too. These these are the um like the DVDs that would be ha- like in a box near the checkout at Farm and Fleet, gotcha. Walmart <laughs> yeah, or something. Yeah. yeah, perfect, perfect. Um, uh, it's set in Turkey. Okay. I'm assuming because there's tax incentives to shoot there. <laughs> yeah. Uh, got travel. Not that box. Turkey isn't a beautiful place, but like if you're making a sequel to the net that's a weird choice if you're if you're shooting in turkey and it's like a hollywood movie it's usually not a grade a production um are you guys are you guys ready uh yeah for... so you you tease this as involving talk city right okay yes or chat city I, talk city talk and city. i also have a uh a question about the past for you guys after the story i think rob's picture uh story is going to set this up perfectly all right okay. so uh early days of the internet probably around the time the net came out um a little bit after maybe um actually i could i can uh i'll be able to time this out pretty well when it happened go go get our intern quickly. uh yeah Make- so um i would go on talk city as a youth and Talk City was a chat room, and it was it was divided into like different, um, different like, uh, you know, rooms, and there was Teen Talk. So mm-hmm. Teen Talk, I would go into, and I would talk, you know, and this is this is where not where it came from, but this is you know, I literally use ASL question mark quite a bit as as a youth, which is asking as- age, sex, location. Mm-hmm. And I would get in these chat rooms, and I would make these connections with girls. I thought, who knows, <laughs> right? I mean, like that's the thing. May have been catfished. Um, could have been a bot. Could have. Well, it's pre-bot. Wouldn't have been a bot then. Uh, and I would, you know, exchange email addresses and and have these like emails back and forth with these people now nothing i should be clear nothing ever like got out of hand there was nothing that was like um 
you know, uh, occurred that makes me think like, oh my god, I was a victim of a crime. Or yeah. I don't know. You, and, you know what, like no one asked you to meet them at a playground. Yeah, after I never dark met him in real life. Uh, I, you know, any pictures that were sent were just like photos of like, t- you know, of of the people. Tiffany Amber right? Thiessen. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, two things: one funny because you're gonna laugh at me, and one funny because I thought thought it was pretty clever. Um, I was convinced. This one, I'm for sure. I'm pretty sure I was tricked. I was <laughs> convinced that one of these girls that I was talking to on Talk City was the cousin of Britney Spears. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I would tell and, friends. And, this, and, like, and what was your logic for this? Because like, she told me oh. that. She told me that well, she was Britney Spears' cousin. There so you why go. would she lie, right? <laughs> it's, you know, I mean, it's like if you ask someone if they're a cop. Yep. And this is like, the, like this is. That's why, this, that's why I ask everyone, are you Britney Spears' cousin? So this would have been like, you know, I would have been probably like 14 or so at this point. And uh, too old to be doing this? Well, I'm a teen, so I wasn't. That was the right spot it's, for teen talk. It's, hey, it's the spot for teens. Um, <laughs> but the other thing is I had two friends in high school or middle well, what, what, we were middle school at that point, or early high school, I don't know. And yeah. um, we would go in sometimes at teen talk, and we created new accounts, and we thought we were so clever. Are you ready? <laughs> Are you ready for our three accounts and their usernames <laughs> that we would use on Talk City? How do you oh, still remember this? Because they're know. funny. Okay. okay. Yeah, this right. is. Go ahead. Yeah, I'm just amazed you still remember. Chris Cunnilingus. <laughs> okay. B- like it. BJ Face. Oh. <laughs> and I was I was Oral Robert. Oh my god. Oh, I hurt my ribs yesterday, and it hurts to laugh. Oh my god. Uh, my favorite is BJ Face. <laughs> I like Chris Cunnilingus. <laughs> Oral Robert. So that was that was the old uh, the old Talk City Teen Talk days. Joe, you have a related question or story? Well, yeah. So I was thinking about, you know, we've went back to the eighties um, last week. Mm-hmm. This week we're into the nineties, and, and over the last, you know, 10, 15 years or so, there's been like a very nostalgia-driven industry. Like some of the, you know, bigger TV shows, like you know, Stranger Things, evoking. That nostalgia for the 80s. Yellow Jackets doing kind of the same. Well, there's not, it's not really nostalgic, but you know, it, it features a lot of 90s. Like, a lot rock of period music pieces. And yeah. And I was just thinking about how there's sort of this wistfulness for the past with, with so many things in entertainment and, and also just like life in general that, that people always kind of look back with rose colored glasses at the past. But there doesn't seem to be any nostalgia for like 90s internet. Or, like, how the internet used to be. Space Jam is, like, the Space Jam site is, like, the one thing I can remember that, like, people will will still share and talk about. Well, and it's, like, people still laugh at, at, like, things about the old internet, but it doesn't seem like there's any, like, sort of fondness for it other than, like, laughing at it. So I will say that the one show I've seen do this really well is uh, Pen15 on uh hulu where it's it's two like two junior high girls around like 1999 2000 and they there's like an entire episode about aol chat rooms and i mean it's not it's i mean if you if you grew up with it it is very it's spot on aol the aol the aim 
away message thing was, and that that would have been later, right? That would have been like late nineties, early uh, aughts. I mean, th- yeah, you could still get into it in two thousand. I mean, it started yeah. with AOL. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. But I mean, so Pen Fifteen's a great show if you like freaks and geeks and things of that sort. It's a lot like Freaks and Geeks, but it's um, fe- more female centered, and it's in the like late nineties. And it has a lot of internet stuff. And boy, if you grew up, uh, if you're of the age we are, uh, what I believe is referred to now as geriatric millennials, it—it <laughs> uh, it, you'll recognize the a Oregon lot. Oregon Trail like it, generation, if you want to. Yeah, it feels it feels very true. And like they really nail all the you know the sounds and the like. It's like oh, this dude wants to meet me, and but like I'm a 14 year old girl, and it's just. God, there was just so much. It was like a combination of like, oh, it's like fun and interesting and new, but also like, oh, it's a weird meshing of creepy people and just <laughs> teenagers. Like, so is there anything about, you know, the internet from, you know, f- let's say 15 or more years ago that you miss? I know the spirit of the question, but it's not going to, it's not quite what you're asking. But I miss when there weren't. 800 different pop-ups about cookies and a newsletter and things like that but that's a very technical question you know that but that's kind of what i mean like i'm trying to think of like obviously there's definitely a lot of reasons to push you away from the current internet because like you know it's filled with nazis and stuff like that but um yeah, I don't know I'm, that there's I, much that you'd want that would draw you back whereas in so many there's a lot of other like parts of our lives that you know, you would frequently hear your arguments used to be better, but it doesn't seem like anyone thinks the internet used to be better. I miss that it was much like everything else. I miss that it was a time when everything wasn't owned by like three companies. Yeah, yeah. And you and it felt like every the internet was still like fun, and you felt like even if you know, I mean, I'm not trying to say that like it was a better time. I'm thinking of like you know the 2000s and i'm thinking of you know like reading about the iraq war and things like that so it wasn't a great time or anything but you know this was the age of like you know gawker and salon was still a big deal so this and- is a this is yeah this is what you're getting to duff that i that i i'm a i miss is the internet used to be text-based right like and I, I know i say that but like even even outside yeah. of that it used to be like if you were going to become if you were going to become famous or if you were going to become internet famous, it was because you wrote things that were interesting that people yeah. wanted to read. <laughs> and now it's and now I feel like such an old guy, but now it's like videos, TikToks, Instagram models and stars. Like it's it's uh, I would argue skillless. <laughs> it, 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 it just is part of the you just have to be willing to like be part of the grift. Right. You've just got to be willing to grift now versus, like, actually having, you know, people put thought into a thing. I I don't disagree with all of that. I think, you know, there's some legitimately good TikTok content. But my thing is just, I, like, the idea of just, like, opening something and having just audio blast at me as I scroll through is not appealing. Like... And I, this is just a very, like, I'm old, like, oh, I just want things to be quiet so I can read. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's why I don't like dogs. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, yeah, I mean, oh, man, just 
the whole i don't know who first came up with the pivot to video thing but just i hope that i don't believe in hell but i hope that there's a hell for that person because what a wasn't it facebook no, Facebook I don't wanted know. to do it, but it, they're not the ones that like. I mean, they bought or, Instagram. I mean, initially. it was just everyone. So, someone was like fudging numbers on. Yes, on, that was yeah, happening through on Facebook, Facebook or something. Yes. Yeah, and just someone. You know, it started with someone. I I want to say this was like two thousand, like mid to late two thousands, where someone's like, everything should be video, and no one actually wanted that. I mean, obviously, you know, you want for YouTube and things like that, but people are like. Hey, what if instead of an insightful article, you could have a video? Mm-hmm. It's like, no, I don't want that at all. Absolute feeding the baby brains. <sighs> and it's kind of like Just when I go. Just opening their mouths and shoving content down their baby brain mouths. <laughs> yeah, pivot to video. One of the absolute darkest turns the web took. Yeah, I think it definitely made it dumber. I just like to read things still. And it's harder and harder to do that. Those are good answers. Do you have anything you want to add to that, Joe? Uh, I mean, I was I was just thinking that there there's not really like I'm I'm not even sure that like how much this is a complaint. It's just something that I think is kind of weird. But you used to be able to like discover things on the internet. Like yeah. you'd all of a sudden stumble upon like some super weird and funny website or something like that, and it, some like that just doesn't seem like possible anymore because the idea of somebody uh, using a website in, in any way other than to make money, like, wouldn't happen anymore. Well, everything but, is you know, also, like, you know, you we all have our social media that we follow and that curates stuff for us. And that's, well, you know, yeah. we go outside of that. But that that seems to be the only place where the surprises are still there because, you, you know, people will just... I guess that's where it's curated, I suppose, is people yeah. finding weird videos. But it's a surprise. Like it, but it's a surprise for you for the you know the four hours before everyone else has already seen it, and then the, by the next day, everyone's brains are just wiped of yeah, everything yeah. they learned. <laughs> like it's totally lost. I think for me, that's why I retreat into so much stuff of the past because, like, honestly, like archive.org is still like one of the greatest. I mean, it's not just a website. It's a whole nonprofit. It's a whole foundation. They got all stored on mainframes. Yeah. (laughs) But I just, you know, just going in there and exploring, like, all the stuff that's in the public domain or, like, all this old stuff. Like, that's how we found, that's how I found, like, the Kmart thing. It's also where we have the music for free podcast comes from, too. Yeah. It's just you know there's still this kind of sense of like ooh, what can i find here and just you can just type a random thing and you know you'll just find either like an old movie or like an old government program or something so i i do yeah i do still love archive.org yeah i mean i feel like we're sounding you know like people who are approaching their age 40 but uh you know i mean we sound like we sound like people who talked about like sound movies like when they came around like ah oh, we remember we cinema. remember it was exciting when you would download inter sandman as a midi and listen to it over and over again <laughs> it was the only way yeah. to play music on your computer yeah um uh so the question i want to pose which is kind of I think a little more fun and quicker is we kind of hit on this last week and you just mentioned how just our brains are just full of crap we've absorbed. And what recently do you guys wish that you could push out that you'd never heard of? 
All right, so I do have an answer for this. What what's taken up rent? Uh, um, you know, in your head. This this ties in to like the randomly like uh, occurring videos that you know. So I, on Twitter, you know, retweet or reply. You know, who knows? Just gets fed yeah. in, and it's a video, and it's a video of someone in L.A. the California area, uh, just jumping off a bridge. Oh yeah, and I was like, oh my god, and uh, and then like the the top reply to it because you could just see well, I didn't, it was unclear what happened. It was just like a video, and then someone jumps, and then they disappear. And this, so this is like a, a video of someone committing suicide, right? right? But I didn't know that at first. I just saw yeah. a video of someone jumping, and, then and they it disappear. just pops just pops up in your feed, pops up starts... in your, and they and they just disappear. And there's like police and like personnel around this person on the bridge. And they're there, and then this person just jumps, and no one reacts, and then you don't see, you don't see, you just kind of disappear into the frame. So I assumed that it was like, uh, uh, you know, someone recording like a movie stunt or something, because just the way it all played out was so weird. So, a, I saw it. That was mistake number one. B, I clicked on the tweet, and the top mm. reply was another video that auto played from a different angle. And you see that this was not a stunt. This is just a person. And you oh. see, like, the whole thing happen. And I wish I hadn't seen that. I don't need that. That's not a thing I need in my brain. No. That's, and, uh, uh, that's a good good answer. Got kind of dark. So, I mean, well, answer. if you ask what we found on the internet, we no, don't want to know. No. It's probably dark. I, no, that is uh, – <laughs> mine's not as dark, but I do think you'll like mine, Rob. Uh, so I uh, – and I was afraid you were going to steal this, but uh, – I, w- I wish that I I didn't know about uh, Bones and No Bones Day. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. <laughs> Speaking uh, of baby brains. <laughs> Joe, you know about this, right? I, I don't. Oh, my God. Um, so, I don't know. It's, someone has this, like, elderly pug, I think. And it's, it's, this dog is, like, on his uh, just <laughs> Not his last legs. <laughs> well, some days. Uh, and basically, this guy, like, holds up the dog. Mm-hmm. And let's go from like a couple inches or whatever. And like, if the dog supports itself and you know manages to right itself, it's a bones day. And if the dog uh, just kind of gives up, dog's name is Noodle. That should be clear. Noodle, Mm -hmm. Noodle the pug. And if if Noodle just kind of gives up and doesn't want to support himself, uh, that's a no bones day. Here's the thing: bones and no bones days just entitle you to do whatever you want. Yeah, the idea is, yeah, if it's a Bones Day, then you should take risks and treat yourself. And if it's a no Bones Day, you should take it easy and stay cautious, which is different than treating yourself, apparently. Yeah, um, it's it's basically, yeah. And of course, like, you know, I'm sure this person already has like a pet food deal and they're making millions of dollars off of Noodle the Pug. And, uh, I, and I'm not like Rob. Like, I like to see cute animals. I like to see them, but... To, Bones, no bones day. It, it rubs me the wrong way. Oh, I'm. I feel blessed that I've had no idea what you're talking about. Oh yeah, well, it was bigger. Like uh, not anymore ago. though. Yep. Um, now it's in your brain. Yep. Now it's in your brain. And once again, like this is the thing, right? What it, someone on TikTok was like, "What if I lift my geriatric dog and drop it a few <laughs> inches?" Yeah. And every day people will tune in to see what happens. I mean, come on, everyone. Joe. Um. This is not a new thing this week, nor is it something I'm I was um, new to. 
but uh, I, I guess if we're allowed to hit the delete button, and it's something that did piss me off again for the millionth time this week, brands tweeting at each other. <laughs> like, brands yes, being cute online and tweeting at each other and stuff. That's, like That's a good one. It's, Wendy's? Ooh, I'm talking to you, Wendy's. Uh, there's a lot of... Well, I... I I block every brand I ever encounter on Twitter. I'll so. show them. Um, <laughs> well, yeah, I, well, no, I don't mean it like uh, I just it's more so I can get the most cursed uh, promoted tweets possible. Yeah. Yeah. So then I block start, all then, of them. And now I start to get some real weird and lonely you, ones. You get like the weird erectile dysfunction pills now. Yeah. <laughs> like, or just like some dude tweeting. So you can have a bones day. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Whatever. Yeah. Trying to get good. Trying to make like things go viral, and I, it's a promoted tweet in my feed, and it has like twelve likes. Now, now you're getting that bored ape content. I <laughs> got. So uh, yeah, brands tweeting at each other should be uh, a capital offense. Yeah. So I think all these things we talked about are are things that did not exist in the uh, in the old internet days, and I would I would even argue maybe no social media <laughs> was probably better than social media. Oh, it was definitely better. So. Yeah, for sure. I you know, less Nazis didn't have to hear about Bones Day. <laughs> God. All right. Um. Next up, guys, we're continuing going online, right? And Getting, uh, we this, started. We got a little paranoid in this one, but man, it's gonna ramp up next week. Yeah. This, this, if I recall, Joe has referenced the movie multiple times. This is a. This is Joe. You're a fan. I have not revisited it since it probably came out. Uh, I'm not sure how well it's going to hold up for me, but um, look, it's Tony Scott. It's Gene Hackman. I'm sold. Yeah, that's really it's Will Smith is not great in it. I don't think Jason Lee, I remember, is in it and very good because I really enjoy Jason Lee and things there. You're you're sweetening the deal now. Yeah, Yeah, but Gene Gene Hackman is maybe my favorite actor of all time. And uh, even he's one of those dudes, even a bad movie. You'll watch it if Gene Hackman's in it. I do think he has an interesting Mount Rushmore of um, roles. I think, and I think we would all be right, and we would all have different ones. Ooh, let's do that. Yeah, let's do a let's let's come prepared with our Mount Rushmore. Next next time we'll have our uh, Gene Gene Hackmore. Yep, and, long, <laughs> and, and and enemy of the state. And uh, and as always, if you if you want more, you know this isn't enough. You want to hear some more old dudes just complain about the internet. Uh, you can go to patreon.com slash the midnight boys and for the incredibly low price of $2 a month you get access to um, a ton of other episodes we've done we do monthly episodes I actually think I was looking guys do you know we have done um, god I'm, re- I'm gonna quickly count this up because I'm curious how much we've done we started in November of 2019 was Son-in-Law was our first paid podcast episode. Mm-hmm. Oh, um, and we've since done one a month at least. 27 uh, movies. Yeah. So yeah, if you want more, because this is like I said, this is our 74th episode. There's 27 hey. more you can listen to. You know what? If you're having a Bones Day, you want to take a risk, maybe try out. Yep. Uh, Try it out. Yep. You know, take that, take that leap. And if put you're having a no bones down. day, you if know, you're having a no bones day. Relax. You just want to re- relax, take it easy. Just give us some money. Yep. You listen to podcasts all day. Yep. Doesn't matter what that stupid dog does. You can listen to our <laughs> yeah. show. Goodbye.